you guys recognize that sound, welcome back to Just the Tip-Off. Um, I think it's best we fully disclose with you that those are, in fact, not beers, because we are in the back of a car right now, and drinking and driving is bad, but we have been drinking, and we have a DD. So, there's no beers in the car, but we were at the Browns game earlier, we got a little rowdy, and our good buddy Casey's driving us home. We thought we'd take this time to drive from Cleveland down to our uh, home in Dayton to have another episode, talk to you guys a little bit about what's happening in the league. Um, so without further ado, um, here we go. Welcome to Just the Tip-Off. I'm Mason Round, Nathan Worms, and Sam Hyde. Uh, we just wanted to get things started pretty quick. Um, going back over a little recap of our last topic from last week, uh, panic or not. Nah. So last week, guys, we, we talked about a couple teams that were not really starting off to starting off with a hot run, but uh, let's revisit some of those teams like uh, the Wizards. The Wizards. That we kind of panic. Haven't haven't really done much since uh, their their previous. Dwight Howard came back. He's even doing well, and the team still sucks. Panic. Yeah. Well, you know you know it's sad when. On the TV broadcast, they're talking about blowing the team up and talking about trading people, and they're looking over how John Wall's salary is working out, possibly moving John Wall, which he's got that weird salary where every year he gets paid more and more money. So it's he's a great point guard, but I think that type of salary is could possibly be making it a little harder to move him. Do you know off the top of your head what he's getting paid now? Right now, no, but I know in about four years he's supposed to make forty million a year. Sheesh. That's a uh, that's franchise player money right there. Good and God. you know, maybe once upon a time, and maybe he still could be a franchise player. I'm not sure if the friction on that team has to do with him. But right now, if I'm the Wizards and I've got John Wall or Bradley Beal, and one's got to go and one's got to stay, I keep Bradley Beal and ship John Wall. I like I. I really like John Wall. I think he's really fast. I think he's a hell of an athlete. One thing that a lot of other players get a lot of guff for that I think he should get more guff for, he's very inefficient. He shoots at not that high a clip at a very high volume, and he he does a good job protecting the ball. He turnover a lot, and he uh, gets a lot of assists. But I think he could definitely shoot. I think he could definitely shoot better, and I think he could definitely like make it a point to make shots yeah. or to uh, take high percentage shots. Um, I'm trying to look up to find where his contract is right now. but it's, It was on the last, it was on the uh, Wizards game that I was watching the other other day and I just noticed that it's one of those weird in, like, increases um, in different increments every year. Um, and I think, and I remember them, the Wizards signing that deal and they're like, you know, did they shell out this amount of money for John Wall? And then they were like, well, what if, how long is it going to take for us to get a player oh, of John yeah, Wall's yeah, caliber? Yeah, so they yeah. were, they, I think the Wizards were even hesitant to put that contract into motion. He, he tweeted out and he said, yeah, thanks for the, like, basically he said, thanks for this money. Now let's go get it. Let's do all this, you know, positive stuff. We're going to win and all this kind of stuff. I, I, I don't think the Wizards problem. So. John Wall is shooting a little ineffective, but I think he might have uh, a little bit of a Russell Westbrook problem where he thinks that he is the best player on the team. And he, he very well may be, but he doesn't trust in his other teammates enough, um, he, he, which might be why he's taking more shots than he should. Now, he does have Dwight. He does have Bradley Beal. And if you put their egos and their relationships aside, those are two pretty uh, solid players to build around so you have and, three yeah. good players and 
Marquise Morris isn't a bad player, and neither is Otto Porter Jr. They've got some Ke- good role Ke- players. Kelly Oubre is not so that was, bad at all. It's really shocking, and I don't, I'm baffling as to why the Wizards are this bad this season. I, I, it doesn't seem like there's as many internal issues as there were last year, and I feel like a lot of those had to do between Gortat and Wall, and that's why they got rid of Gortat. But do you think it's their bench? Like, I don't know anybody really from their I, bench I that know, stands out to me. Yeah, well. I know they do have a particularly bad bench. They did very little to build it, and like I think all they did was get Jeff Green. Oh, they got Jeff Green, and then the uh, freaking Clippers' son. What's his name? Austin Rivers. Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers, and he's we from last week's podcast. He did. He's still that bad. <laughs> he's fine. But he I, is a I, backup. I, okay. Yeah, you can't. I wouldn't say he's fine when they're two and nine or three and nine. You can't blame the backup shooting guard for two and nine. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying with what he's. I mean, starters. Starters still do good. score like yeah. sixty seven percent of the points, right? They should. Yeah, 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 they say yeah. should. I mean, yeah. you put Austin Rivers on any team, and I think he's going to be the backup. So, right. What so. What, what does this team need to do to to turn things around? Do they need to just wait it out? Or we we just start ejecting players? What? I mean, they had a chance, I guess, theoretically, to get Jimmy Butler because he was kind of been up for grabs. Uh, we'll go into that a little bit more later. But other you than do that, a Jimmy for Wall straight up trade or Jimmy for Beal. Yeah. But if I'm the Wizards, I don't make that trade. Like, I, I here the Wizards are baffling to me. I don't know how to. Aside from tearing the team down and building from scratch, I don't know like what the you can adjust that you can make. That, I mean, you know, it takes so it might long have to, be to start a panic from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. But it, t- it takes so long to rebuild a roster. I, I mean, it, maybe it, it takes three years. Deal. Look at the six, Sixers. Yeah, but I mean. They may be well on the way do, to doing it too. Yeah. They just keep what the, keep doing what they're doing and embrace the tank, and they might be in that situation. It's better not. Cavs have to. Cavs are embracing the yeah, tank. Cavs man. have to be last place this year. So that's the competition. <laughs> Drive Zion. Race to the bottom. Well, so that's the Wizards. But what about? Uh, so we just talked about the Cavs. They have not improved either. Uh, they did win their one game uh, after they fired. They, they threw they threw away a game against the Magic too. Oh, they've lost some close the, ones. They, they lost the Bulls by one. Won to the Bulls. Uh, they lost the Magic by two. Um, they've had some other close games, and then they've had some bloods. So, but these guys, these are all good things. I'm glad we got the one to prove we can do it. But like, as far as I'm concerned, like be in last place. Yeah. Yes. Like losing these close games. That's exact. As a Cavs fan, that's exactly what I want. Be entertaining. It's still yeah. fun to watch. Just. At the end of the day, it does kind of suck going home, knowing your team's lost again, but yeah. I'm just looking forward. So, Cavs are kind of where they should, I guess, should be. Um, I think people expect them to be bad, maybe not this bad, but looking at... They're also what, pretty injured they're, right, yeah, right now. Yeah, they are very injured right now. Obviously, Kevin Love, the only really substantial, consistent point scorer on that team, is out injured. George Hill is now injured. G.D. Osmond, who's had a good start his second season, is injured. There's a lot of injuries on that team, so yeah, it's uh, I don't maybe their personal expectation was pretty high, but I don't think the rest of the leagues was, and I think this is maybe a little below what people expected, but yeah, close to on par for the course. Yeah, well, so those two two teams have done both pretty negatively. Um, one team that's kind of turned it around, uh, OKC Thunder. They've come out and won seven of their last eight games. They came, they started out 0-4, and then 
they've come back to a seven and five record. So and I, I got to say that's just giving it time, you know, and let exactly. the, the games come to them. And well, I don't think it can even be obviously Westbrook rolled his ankle uh, a couple nights ago, was, and oh Westbrook God, was, was so back, scared. and that's when they started to win again. Is when they had him, but Reg, uh, not Reggie Jackson. Dennis Schroeder's been playing really well in that backup role. Coincidentally, I picked him up that day, the day that Russ rolled his ankle. I picked him up, and I was thinking about dropping him, and then he rolled. I was like, oh, fuck. That was so, I was so scared, but I was like, well, I do have his back. Uh, yeah. One player I do like, they're playing um, Diallo, the rookie from Kentucky. and I mean, he was a, a, one of the just the freak athletes who came to Kentucky who jump shots a little rusty, yeah. but he's just a great athlete, plays great defense, and he's just an energy guy. And from the bit that I've seen with him in the game, He's been playing really well. There was a point in their last game where he got back-to-back steals for run-out dunks. Oh, and I remember that. He is Little, he thi- is, little yeah. things like that can come in off the bench, energize the team. And if you've got a young guy who's willing to play hard defense and get out in open space and run, then that's you know he reminds me of? Ask for. He kind of reminds me of a Malcolm Brogdon a little bit with not as good of a jump shot or as good of a range, but he's got great hustle, great driving ability, great defense. And, and, he, and he's young, so he's got the uh, the athleticism, basically. So, yeah, so. I, I think a big part of it for the Thunder too is they started out there. They started zero uh, and four, but all against good teams except for Sacramento, who's not even not even that bad of a team. But then they started to get into an easier part of their schedule, and it's sort of like when you're shooting the basket, and you just need to see it go through the hoop the first time, and then you get hot. Oh yeah, I think like the Thunder is yeah, team the is Thunder that. the Thunder as a team needed to win to like secure it. it I think it was a little bit of jitters, a little bit of the yips, but I think like it's, as soon as they got a win under the belt, they realized like, oh hey, we're a playoff basketball team. We should be doing this. Yeah, yeah. And Paul that, George had a little bit of a slump there too to begin the yeah. season, but he's he's kicked it into gear as well. Stephen Adams is being Stephen Adams, getting that 17 point, 15 rebound games as really per coming usual. into his own, being the freaking Kiwi. That dude is hilarious. I every interview he's in, I love watching because he's just. I don't know. Maybe it's the accent. <laughs> did, did, did you see? Did you see the interview where they asked him, um, like, what do you, he got voted NBA's toughest player? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, what do you think about being uh, named the toughest player? He's like, does it come with a bonus? And they said no. He's like, seems dumb. Does it come with a bonus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, seems dumb. <laughs> He's like, I'm cool. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, that's uh, the Thunder turned things around. So good thing they didn't really panic. Hopefully, when they uh, when Russ is healthy and comes back. They can continue that streak um, of improvement. Um, something that's kind of been a little bit uh, another team in the West who has maybe slipped off a little bit, uh, the New, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, started out 4-0, were as hot as can be, and then lost six straight, and I think one, two more again. Part of that is Anthony Davis was out for two games, but even – in that, in those games when he was there, he shot for under forty percent, which is really unlike Anthony Davis. So I think part of that can be contributed to both his injury and Alfred Payton's. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. But because they didn't is, have a good. So the point, the reason that Anthony Davis works so well on that team, and uh, Meritick works so well on that team, and Julius Randle works so well on that team is they are big guys, but you got to get them the ball in the right situations, and you got to set the play up, or you have to be able to move around. You have to have a good point guard to do that. Right now, their backup's fine. I mean, they st- they do still have Drew Holiday, but he is yeah, more Drew, of a, a more the the guard. shooting guard, you, yeah. would, yeah. you would kind of say, where Alfred Bain was really able to 
run that not offense. Not as much as the playmaker as, as, you, as you want or need with that kind of offense. So I think once they get their players back uh, and healthy, then it really takes a lot of the pressure off of Anthony to carry the team. So you think you think their little their six game slip was more the fact so, of Anthony Davis not being there and yeah, yeah. trying to all, adjust to life without all, him and Ophelia. also the, those six games were Jazz Nuggets Warriors Blazers Spurs Thunder all playoff all, all, playoff all, teams. all going to be oh, playoff, yeah. all pretty much we're, we're assuming all going to be playoff teams yeah, there playoff and, favorites yeah and so a it, they reach a really hard part of the schedule and b. A big part of it, I think, is they did something completely different, which is completely changing the pace of their game. They are, the, they are right now the fastest player, are they their fast, fastest team in the are NBA. Are they faster than the Lakers? Yeah. Really? Because yeah. yeah, the Lakers are. are fast, too. But um, So they completely changed that up. And so if a team's going to do that where they completely change their game and make it such that uh, make it such that you have no real film on it, yeah. it's going to take co- it's gonna take opposing coaches a couple games to be able to figure you out. So I think – I think they're a good team. I think they could make the playoffs in the West. I don't think that they're destined to win the West or anything. But they might also be getting tired too. Yeah. You know, if, with that fast of play, you gotta wonder if um, that fast they're play gonna have not a, that deep a bench. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna lose a series of games, but then they're gonna want to streak again. And then I think they might be a streaky team until they get some some healthy players. And even then, maybe this offense isn't sustainable. So you know, never know if it's a uh, if they have the the right athletic athletic guys to do it, I think Anthony Davis is a great player, but he does get injured quite a bit. Yeah, he has had a lot of injuries. I think that's something they're gonna have to watch for playing this fast and playing him as many minutes as they might be doing. So I think it's we're dangerous. gonna look to them to try to bolster that bench. Um, I'd I'd say that at least by All Star break, I think we might see them make uh, not necessarily make moves, but pick up some free agents to try to get. Some production, not Maybe like rotate some yeah, new, yeah. New people in just get to see some who production, they can. some production off the bench, or even just steal some minutes, just mi- minute stealing from yeah. from him, from Drew Holiday, from all the other people on the team. If he can do that, then I think they might have to be able to make it work. Um, but then that, I guess, that brings us to our uh, our last top or our last team of panic or nah, the uh, Houston Rockets. I'm panicking. Out, out front, out right out front. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, so. they started off slow. They won three in a row, but two, one was against the Bulls and the other was against Brooklyn. So not exactly quality wins. No, and the, <laughs> and, the, and the quality teams that they're the playoff teams that they've been playing against, they, they've not only been getting beat, but some of those games, they are getting it handed to them. Yeah. So another interesting thing is I'm looking at their scores, and in a lot of their games, they're scoring less than 100 points, which they almost – Never did last year. Oh yeah, God. last year, last year they were such they were a high-scoring oh game. Um, when they played the Spurs the other day, they lost ninety-six eighty-nine. When they that's played, a, that is a Spurs game. When they played the Thunder before that, they lost ninety-eight eighty. Like they are very frequently not hitting their projections for points. Um, I think part of that you have to contribute um, James Harden just to get back from injury. Yeah, and. I wouldn't think they'd have to build up that much uh, rapport. There are a couple of new players in, on that team, but I think the, the Chris Paul and James Harden of Clint Capella, the solid three guys, that the rapport between them yeah. should still be enough where you should be scoring more than 80 points a game for the NF, for the the NBA's best offense they, last year. They, they also lost two great shooters in Trevor Reza and Luke Mbappé. Those are two yeah. great spot up shooters, two good D three guys. Great role players. And, and they, yeah. and Defense they, is big with them. And they didn't 
really replace them. They got well, James they, Ennis the third. That's not a that's not an equal replacement for no, them. Not at all. No, it Kyle just Anthony. isn't. Yeah. <laughs> not exactly yeah. known for his solid yeah. defense. Yeah. You you've pretty much met Mello, you've you've added shots, decreased the percentage made, and got worse defense. So, oh, so not great. Here, here's uh the uh, when the Rockets played the Spurs the other day, um, they actually set an NBA record. Uh, this was the first game ever where the winning team scored more three-pointers than the losing team, but the losing team took more than twice as many attempts at three-pointers than the winning team. The Spurs, cold. The Spurs shot 10 for 20 behind the three-point arc in that game, and the Rockets were 9 for 41. Oh, my God. Um, that's James, James Harden. James Harden tied the NBA record for most missed threes by a single player in a game. He was one for thirteen. Eric Gordon was three for fourteen, and uh, Ennis was zero and four. Yikes. That right there is that's pretty bad. That's that, bad shooting. But I, I think it's also worth noting that when Melo came back to OKC for the first time, he had a what? hell of a night, missing all of his shots from three point range. All 14 of them. He scored, what, four points in that game? I believe he scored only less than five points. Um, And he just had just a very, very bad night. So, I I don't know what you want to call that. Because he's had some good streaky games in the past couple, uh, this early season where he's done flashes of good. But I think that's just because of his usage rate because of James Harden being hurt. So, they... Do we want to talk about it now? I think they, they've yeah. been talking about him being released. Yeah. So. Which, maybe some other team will sign him to the end of the season, but I think we're going to see Carmelo Anthony in the big three next year. Yeah. Well, no, I don't even think he would do I I wish he would. I, bet, I would love I bet, it. I bet he'd do the big three. Do they get paid? Oh, yeah. All right. And if you if you win, each person gets a million dollars. Oh, well. He's on the veteran minimum now, right? Yeah. So that's what, like, yeah, something like that. You you know that he's not gonna be that, or you know, I could see the Warriors picking him up just for fun because they seem to do that. Would would, would, would you like to hear the most Carmelo Anthony stat of all time? Here is the most Carmelo Anthony stat of all time. Carmelo Anthony has played two hundred and ninety-four minutes this season. In two hundred and ninety-four minutes on the court. He has five assists. <laughs> that is an average of 0.5 assists per game. That's so bad. That's so bad. He's just he's just unwilling to adapt his game. He he like made this big stink about how well I'm I'm a starter, and what do you know? He's coming off the bench, and they like if you're in Houston, you are shooting threes or uh, like high percentage shots in the paint. And nope, he, he's gonna settle for contested long twos because he's unwilling to change his game. And you know he's probably a future Hall of Famer. And I think in his mind he's still at the Hall of Fame level. I think part of it is he came into the league at the same time as um, LeBron. He sees LeBron still going on. Um, he was a peer of Chris Paul. Chris Paul still going on. I think he sees his peers doing even, well. Even Wade's still doing well. Uh, yeah, even Wade's still doing well. But I think uh, Wade's done well because he knows his role and he's able to transition into that without having the ego. He's also adjusted his game. He, in this yeah. season, is shooting his highest three-point percentage he ever has in his career. Well, it's about damn time. Yeah. I can finally make a three with him in 2K. Jeez. God dang it. I've been seeing it. will just be slow as hell. Yeah. <laughs> well... 
so this might be the last we see of uh, Carmelo if they hit the, the old panic button on that. Yeah. That, uh, I guess, leads us to the uh, some, some changes in the NBA. So something that just happened was uh, the Jimmy Butler trade. He is uh, leaving Minnesota, which is, uh, I think, I, think I it was... we can talk about that being a good thing or bad thing, depending on whose side you're on. So I'm, I'm really interested. Um, he's a free agent after this, and so he will be eligible for a Supermax with Philly. But I'm not sure Philly has the cap space. I think they might need to move some parts. I, I, th- I think Philly will have the cap Space because I think they because they they were they, they were unloaded part, Sarge and they loaded Sarge and Covington that was the trade deal okay um and because they were one of those teams that were potential suitors for LeBron this offseason which makes me think they've got some kind of money there yeah to offer Jimmy Butler whether he does stay is another thing you know that's I think it's they, I think the Sixers are looking at this and they're banking on doing what OKC did is convincing him to stay like OKC convinced Paul George to stay so I think they're really in a win now yeah mentality. that's like, true we too. want to go to the finals exactly uh, you know because Boston's only getting better and so are the Raptors so also, they've got to keep up I'm also really interested to see like it, it was never outright said and he says it's because for money or like respect a role but he was a lot of people believe he was driven off that team because he was with a bunch of young players who didn't take the game seriously and yeah. he felt like they weren't working hard enough and now he's going to a team with uh, Embiid, Simmons, and Fultz. And I'm not saying they're not hard workers because what they do on the court speaks for itself. But Embiid in particular, like – His attitude is everything that his, he his, his attitude doesn't seem like one that would go well with Jimmy. And so I saw I saw a report earlier today um, that Embiid and Jimmy Butler have zero relationship. They just like – they're aware of each other. They don't really know each other. They've barely talked. But uh, Embiid said he was going to shoot Jimmy a text – and say like start talking to him because he Get was a teammate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also says he's aware that Jimmy has sort of like a controlling leadership uh, type role on teams. And Embiid says he's okay with that as long as Embiid thinks it's in the best interest of the team. Yeah. But that caveat worries me because I think Embiid's best interest of the team is Embiid winning an MVP. I <laughs> definitely could see that. He he has been putting up some great numbers. Yeah. And Great number. Can you pull up like their their games and their? I, I know he uh, he dropped a forty point game it was a couple nights ago, and, like, and then oh, and then, geez, and then a third, yeah, and then like a thirty eight or thirty eight point game. He's averaging. I he's mean, second. Uh, he's, he's or is he first? I think he's what? points per game first overall right now. He's uh, playing really he's well. Twenty-seven point seven points per game on forty-eight percent shooting, thirteen point one rebounds, and three point six assists. Okay, so I think he's either, he's in the top three for points per game. Uh, and he's definitely making up for, or also contributing with his rebounding ability. Assists, he's not doing a lot, but that's not necessarily his role or what he's supposed to yeah. do. So I it's mean, not too much. Also, also, there aren't a lot of shooters around him, and centers get assists to people open on the three point arc. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he and, had a really I mean, cool they, game, I guess, game winner against, uh, who was it? He pulled a, 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 oh, against the Hornets. It was against the Hornets. He uh, hit the three to tie the game, sent it to overtime. And then they ended up winning. But one thing I do want to say about Joel Embiid is it kind of bugs the crap out of me. Is he gets a lot of calls. Oh my Not God. even necessarily when he's flopping. When he's flopping, he gets the calls, which I don't agree with or you like. Bre- you, you breathe on them the wrong way, and then he gets a call, which is ridiculous because he's a seven-footer. <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, 
Shaq changed. We, we were talking about this earlier with another friend. We were talking about how Shaq pretty much changed the league, and they said, "Hey, we can't call, uh, we can't call all players equally. Like if we have to call Shaq, like certain things are going to happen to Shaq, and that's that's not it can't be a foul against him. Yeah. Like, and so they tend to really, they're at least kind of consistent on how that is. Like most centers get treated pretty much the same. In fact." Really, the only inconsistent one is um, LeBron James does get hacked like at an, at an ordinary rate, but you also sort of have to because if LeBron, he's the best player in the world, and if you let him get all the foul calls, like you have no, the, the other team would foul yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's ridiculous to me. It doesn't make sense because he's a seven footer, averaging twenty seven points a game, and he's like getting the fouls like he's a point guard. Yeah, they, they are, they're calling him pretty heavily. But yeah. that might change. It might not in the next couple of years when people are start, sort of wise to how he plays. But in the here and now, and for this year, the way that I think the 76ers fit is going to be working together is they've got Simmons at the point. They've got Embiid at the, at the center. Um, and Jimmy Butler at, what do you think, the three? The th- or the well, two? So... They had Covington. The they had they had no. Covington at the three and um or and Sarge at the four and they just traded both those guys so both those spots are open and I'm not sure they really have a replacement. Put Jimmy at the four three. Islands. I think you JJ can put JJ at either. the two, and then for the four well, they the, just got this other guy from Minnesota's not just trading away Jimmy. Yeah, they got, they also got Patton, Robert Patton. What yeah. What, 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 um, what if what if we put um. Fultz at the one, JJ at the two, Jimmy at the three, Simmons at the four. Yeah, but he, Simmons wants the ball he? in his hands. That's so it. You, Simmons you, you, wants you, the ball you, in his you, hands. You can be a point forward. I, I agree, but but I think Simmons wants to control it from the point as the one. That's what he said coming into call coming out of call LSU into the NBA. He said, "I'm going to be the point guard." So why not? And have, I don't know have if two guards that then? change. They're running that right Mar- now. I mean, Markel Fultz and J.J. Redick as, as the the two guards, and then have J- uh, Jimmy Butler as, like, I guess three guards? They'd be I running. mean, we're, we're going to find out this week what they end up running. The question will be how well does Embiid and Simmons, as you said, they are young players. You know, Simmons has been up playing video games before games yeah, and not really focused on the game the night beforehand, and Embiid obviously is that presence on social media kind of a jokester and none of that is jimmy butler's mo right so it'll be interesting to see how they play now that being said if they are able to mesh well where does this put the sixers right now the raptors are visibly the kings of the east everyone believes boston's the best before we before we get there um two things i want to point out about the sixers one is uh, i read another report um Robert Covington and Dario Saric make up 43% of Simmons' assists. So they're giving away a lot of floor spacing, and they are losing a lot of shooters. Um, additionally, they're over half of his three-point assists. Um, so Jimmy can shoot the three. Jimmy can, he, and he, he, and he, he, can shoot, he can shoot the three, not as well as two guys. I, de- I mean, one but, of them, but, two of them. But the, yeah. but the way Sarge has been playing, I don't know but, about that. Uh, and th- th- these are stats from last season when Sarge was still a good shooter. Yeah, he's um, been garbage this season. Yeah, and also... Uh, do you know of any team that has a very experienced three-point shooter that they recently took out of the rotation and, like, could really help out a team like Philly because he's been there before and he's experienced. He's kind of journeyman. No, Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. Yeah. So does this mean Korver's moving to Philly? 
And if they do, they definitely open it up. If they do, what does Philly have to give? I mean, picks. Really, draft picks. Picks. Yeah. Picks. If, if, wait, honestly, wait, I, I say one, give, give them a pick. If they're, and give if they're them, in win now, give them a pick and give them Pat in that center that they just picked up. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm but um, that you brought up a good point, Nathan. On where does that put the yeah? Because we've got Raptors who right now are at the top and visibly playing the best ball in the East. The Bucks nipping at their heels, and oh, Celtics who kind of close loss though. In overtime, the Celtics who people I think came in thinking they were going to be best because they they're the deepest. They got some great players, and then then you got the Sixers where if Butler is able to mesh with Embiid and Simmons. How? Where do you put him? How high do you put him? Do you think they can eclipse the Raptors in Boston, or do you think they stay around? I, 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 I the think they stay at the four team. So think they stay four? I yeah. think they're gonna I, dip. I, I think they're even gonna dip a little bit at first until they figure out what how they're they're supposed to play together. So I don't. I could see them slipping down to maybe the eight seed at the lowest, and then I could see them getting up to being better than Boston because I think Boston is a very sleep until playoff time team. Like just make the playoffs. Well, we don't care who we're playing. So I think Brad Stevens is really cons- like he wants to get the wins and everything, but I think it- I don't know having home court advantage at, at TD Garden. Oh yeah, that, 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 I, I think Boston is probably the best home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. So right right now the number three team in the East is actually the Pacers. They're a half game up on Boston. Oh okay, so the 76ers are five. 76ers are five. The Pacers are number three right now. Um, I do believe that both teams will pass the Pacers by the end of the season. Yeah, I, 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 I had Pacers I think, are a think, playoff team. I don't but know. I, I don't I, sleep on the Pacers now. I don't know. I, th- I think they're the, the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I mean, that's exactly where they're going to end up at. I and, think and so, the, the I, I, I especially to... don't want to sleep on them in the playoffs. I think they are a team that can go deep in the playoffs, but as far as regular season record, they're, they're not an easy okay. out, no matter when you're playing. So bonus is playing great. Oh, Depot's playing great. Yeah. Miles Turner's playing great. They're a really solid trio yeah. that I think, a lot like the Bucks, um, people have kind of not necessarily given them the credit they deserve. And I'm, you're definitely right. They're what we think is the five, but I think they could easily be the three or the two. No. I don't I, think they could be the one, but we'll I, I, I think they. I think if anything, they'll be the four, and the Sixers will be the five. I, I, and that's I, because the Sixers might take so long to figure yeah, themselves out. I yeah. just have a hard time seeing the Pacers pass up Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee. It, I have a tough time seeing them pass up the Bucks, but it, it's possible. I, I guess the Bucks. Because you got Toronto, he's got Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and a very, very deep team. You got Boston, who obviously has Kyrie and Tatum's playing well. Gordon Hayward's back out. Horford, Jalen Tatum, and a very deep team. You've got the Bucks, who are much improved in the three-point line. You've got arguably the best player in the Eastern Conference. And Giannis? And Giannis, possibly. Yeah, arguably, because it's the MVP race. Yeah, with, we'll see. With, with improved shooters around him, Eric Bledsoe and Middleton aren't – are no slouches, and then you obviously got Embiid and Simmons, and now Butler and Philly. Brooke so Brooke Lopez, great and Brooke Lopez oh, on yeah. the Bucks. So Philly Sova's doing pretty solid it, as a role player. I I think the Pacers will end up five, but I could I could see them taking a spot or two. But yeah. um, one thing I want to mention, guys, I'm actually pretty sick right now. So if I sound a little weird, that's uh, you know, if you hear me coughing, sneezing, hacking up a lung, that's because I've been uh, out in the cold. And, crappy weather for the past couple nights, so yeah. that's how right. it goes. So um, now, but, moving on to the other half of that deal, yes. Minnesota, yes. I think the, the big thing is, they lost Butler, and 
obviously the big friction was between Towns and Wiggins and Butler, and it almost became an older, a veteran versus a younger. Not a great situation. Like situation like a, the locker room is kind of divided. But there, the stats and the stats of the season show it. When Butler, because Butler's not played uh, the second half of back-to-backs this year, when Butler has not played, whether that is the lack of Butler being on the court and more shots for him, but Carl Anthony Towns has played significantly better when Butler's not on the floor. And I maybe that's because there's more open shots, or maybe that's just because something so, in Towns' mental game, his mind's like, oh, Butler's on fire. I really don't like this guy, and he's just not playing well. But there's definitely a visible difference in Towns. Wiggins has kind of stayed the same. Yeah, he's been But Towns has been the most affected by whether or not Jimmy Butler's on the floor. So, before we go any further, I just want to say that that might also be a little skewed because Jimmy Butler's been playing 41. He played 41 minutes in his last game for Minnesota. 41 minutes. He's even come out and said, dude, we got 14 other players. This something's got to change. It's they did. Team. They, they sent him away. But I think that Carl, that says more about Carl Anthony Towns not making shots and kind of being a little bit of a letdown. But we'll see if that changes. Um, there's a lot, not really much more they can go. <laughs> they can't do much worse. Um, they're second to last in the Western Conference standings. So any change has got to be a good change unless they become worse yeah. than the Suns. So do you guys think we see improvement out of the Timberwolves now, or do you think we see them continue this pace of that pace? I, 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 I think they improve at. a little bit. I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to step more into a star role. Uh, Who did he just get? He just, I mean, like he just, they just picked up two shooters. Yeah, and I, I think a, I, I think a big part of it is he's going to get more usage, and also I do think he has a mental thing uh, where he's not going to play as well when Jimmy's on the court. Uh, and surround. He's a player. Like I said, if you want a center to be a playmaker, you gotta surround him with shooters. And he can stretch the floor himself. But realistically, if he's gonna be working in the post, stretching the floor around him gets him the most space to work. Yeah, and you've added Sarge and Covington. Sarge, who is well, probably I, I think he'll probably end up coming off the bench, af, um, and subbing for Taj Gibson, who plays yeah. the four there. Yeah. And so that's upgraded shooting. You've got Covington, who. Probably start at the three. Maybe, maybe yeah, just go just right. Put, just put, take put, put, put Wiggins, Wiggins at the two, start him at the three. Yeah, or yeah. you know, or you can put Wiggins at the three and have going to two. But I think Covington slides right into that starting starting yeah. role. Call me crazy, but I think Wiggins could be a pretty good point guard if he uh, if they moved him to a one. No, nope, you're crazy. How do you think I'm crazy? He, he turns the ball over a lot as is, so he's not a great player. Okay, so I, I, yeah. I wasn't putting a lot of thought into it, but I'm like, you and know what? what I mean, does? and the way Derrick Rose has been playing lately, it's kind of hard to take him oh, out when yeah. he's been playing this well. He's been kicking butt, which go Derrick Rose. Very happy about I, that. He, I, say, I think he's he's learned to adapt to adapt his game to what his physical capabilities are and what his mental capabilities are. Um, you don't see him like powerfully going out and slamming dunks anymore. He's got a three. He went six for seven you, in oh, a yeah, game. He, from three, he, uh, he's got. He's relying on the jumper. Yeah, he's relying on the jumper. He's making good pass plays. It's yeah, a different it's kind play. of Derrick Rose, but it's an effective Derrick Rose. If, if there's one other uh, thing, I think this trade does for the Timberwolves. Jimmy's obviously a great defensive player, but they traded away a great defensive player for two very good defensive players. Yeah, so yeah, Co- yeah, Covington is no slouch. Yeah, Covington's no slouch, and so Sarge, is Sarge, 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 last year. Sarge yeah. is beyond passable. Yeah, yeah. like he, I, he's not. He's not. Right home about, but he is probably 
top yeah. 50%. Yeah. Todd Gibson is going to come out of the game, and it's not going to be as far of a step down to the next yeah. guy as it was. So. And and so, especially when you are on a team with Wiggins and Towns, who have been known to be very lackadaisical at defense, they can pick up the defensive slack, which will be very good for that team. You know, I, and I think that they come from Philly. I think maybe on the defensive end, Philly worked a little harder, just a little bit. And those, obviously, Robert Covington was defensive first team, and you know, you know that guy has worked because yes. he, he was he he's worked to whatever the, to get whatever he's got because he's the first real sign of what the G League can do. Yeah. He, he wasn't drafted, went to the G League, spent a couple years there, and now he's come out as one of the better three D players in the league. So, oh yeah, big. Big props to him for that. Now, the one team we haven't really talked too much about is the Raptors. They're sitting at the top in the East. They're twelve and one. Twelve and one, which and what? they've been playing good, good teams too. And, and, they, good teams. and, they, and they are they just lost, and they lost Bucks without Kawhi. Which honestly, and they, and they are just now getting healthy. Wright is back. Ogan, uh, Ananobi is back. They're just now starting to get some of their bench back. Fred VanVleet was injured for a bit. He is now back. Siakam has been playing Siak- super well. Siakam has been playing. Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka over a three-game span was shooting ninety-two percent. So that's what I, something I wanted to talk about was how good they can be when they don't have their star player. So I have been notorious, as Sam will say, for not liking the Raptors and for dogging on them. I think in the past I've said Serge Ibaka can't be that guy to carry the load, and that may be true, but you know what he is able to do? Step in when Kawhi's not up to it and fill in for him. And the whole, that's the what whole, they need to the do. The team was able to do it. Right. Everyone Serge Ibaka was, was leading well. the way is yeah. what I was trying yeah, to get yeah, at. Yeah, so, him and Siakam. Yeah, it's just been something that if they can continue to do that, give Kawhi some rest when he needs it, and then have them fill in, that's a stupid, scary team, and it's going to be really tough to beat. So the, they're number one for a reason, and it's going to be tough for the 76ers to to beat them. It's going to be tough for, for, anyone, for Boston and, and, uh, and Milwaukee to beat them, too. I mean, it's... Uh, one, one thing I'd like to point out about their team, Kawhi... I haven't been fantasy. He really doesn't play that many games. Like he's he, he's, he's, he's he's sitting out uh, second game yeah, back to back. I know so it's frustrating. It's fun. I think he's gonna do all season, but, and I think that takes him out of the MVP race. Yeah, he's not really concerned with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he is either. Um, but like that means they're winning a lot of these games without him. They beat the Lakers, the LeBron Lakers, handedly without him. Yeah. Like. They are. I mean, that's when Serge Ibaka stepped up yeah. and had a, another, another great game. I, Serge Ibaka didn't miss a shot that game. He was 14 for 14. That's yeah. Are you kidding me? 14 for 14. The last time someone did that was Shaq. And they shoot from. Yeah. He had a couple lay-ins, but it was nothing outside of five feet. Yeah, they, they were they were jump shots. He's, he's been taking less threes. His threes are down from four threes a game to about 2.3 threes a game, and he's starting to step in and take those mid-range shots, which he shoots at a higher percentage, and I think that's why we're seeing him have more success this season. Knowing his range and utilizing the his best shots, so that's something that um, – who's their coach now? Who did they pick up? Uh, it's it, their, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. He was their assistant coach. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe he was the assistant coach. Nick Nurse. Interesting. So that I mean, I'm not trying to d- uh, discredit Dwayne Casey, but I think that does say a lot about just the talent of their players and their do you, teammates. Yeah. Do you, do you think if Dwayne Casey's there, anything changes? I mean, no, you I still think, have Kawhi. You still, still, you still think you still think yeah. they're twelve and one yeah. because of the coaching change? Yeah. One, yeah. One thing I also didn't want to uh, skip over. I know that I also am not the biggest fan of the Raptors, but I gotta give credit where credit is due. Kyle Lowry, you are proving me wrong. Thank you. Good for you. You um, 
He's probably the second best point guard in the East right now. He's doing great. His assist numbers are that of Steve Nash's MVP year. Yep. And he's he putting up 20 points a game. He's putting up solid points. I mean, still. It, it, it does help when your players are shooting 90. percent Oh yeah. <laughs> he he single handedly has more charges than 23 different NBA teams. Ah, he stole my uh my worth mentioning, but uh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say is that's he's come out and said I'm not I can't really dunk it to energize a crowd. I can't really um, make those big kind of plays. Like I'm not, I, I'm kind of a short guy, so it's it's tough. Right. But charges get the crowd going. Charges will get them oh, yeah. going, man. Oh, yeah. like, Dunks and charges. Yeah, yeah that, that gets the crowd, especially in a close game yeah. coming down to the wire when you stand in front and you take a charge from a big-time player and it's your ball. And So, you know, credit where credit's due. Good, good for you, Kyle Lowry. Now, some people have been saying he's MVP candidate. No. I think they can just zip their faces. No. That's a um, little much. Yeah. He's, he's, de- he's definitely an all-star. He might be all-star starter. Yeah, he could be first-team all, all, uh, all-star. Well, you know, it'll, you know. If it was East v. West, but with, yeah, with, with the drafting. Uh, they're, so, they're, so they're going to um, – so they're drafting, but is it going to be still 15 uh, players from each? Yep. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's still 15 each, and then they'll draft them. Okay. They're televising it this year. Yeah, which is, uh, I'm excited. Excited. That, was, that, was, that was my uh, – That was your worth that mentioning? That was one of my worth mentioning. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to see who they make the captains. Ooh, that's gonna be good. I don't think it can't, it's gonna be LeBron. It can't be LeBron no, and Steph. No, don't don't. And I really here's the thing: is those are probably two. I don't want to say the two best, but those are two top five players in the NBA. Here's here's uh, my. You want to do my, a little yeah, prediction? Here's my, here's my prediction. Pick? Here's my prediction. It's gonna be what I think by the end of the season will be your top two MVP candidates: AD, Anthony Davis, Giannis. Yeah. I think that'll be East West. They play relatively the same position. I think that'll be your East West. I think it would be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, maybe. I, I, I don't what think it, Kyrie's done enough to be that MVP yet, but I think yeah. he like would be kind of like a Steph. Like last year, Steph wasn't necessarily in contention for the MVP, but they still let him be the captain. Yeah. Like he was still Kyrie, the guy. It is a fan vote, though. I think. But so you know what? You know what? I think. You know what would be a funny one? Uh, DeRozan. <laughs> Kyle Leonard. Oh my God, that would That's be hilarious. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, that'd be so sweet. I mean, I I'm inter- I can't I'm interested in that. And I, there's a lot of media speculation on when that draft is going to be. Uh, last year it was like a month and a half before, and then we had that big flow of injuries after yeah. we knew what the teams were and the captains were. So I've heard yeah I've heard about a week before is what they're looking. I've heard do it 30 minutes before the game starts. Ooh, that like, would be like fun. literally like boom that you're either you like you know your team is all of a sudden, oh I'm on that guy's team, I'm playing against him, I want to get him. I was drafted last, I'm pissed off because of that, and go right into the game. So uh, when people so, say literally like the day of, let's draft, go right into the game. Who, who was it that was asked, uh, how are you gonna feel if you're gonna pick last? And he just goes, I'm not gonna get picked last. Oh, and that man. was that was tra- they, uh, they asked Tracy McGrady. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were saying, like, Tracy, well, would you, you would you have for your hurt feelings if you would be picked last and McGrady's response was, "I I wasn't gonna get me. I would I wouldn't be picked I, I last. Pick last. Bullshit. Hell yeah, no. That's T-Mac, man. You ain't picked last. He wasn't gonna be picked last. That's gonna be fun though. I'm really excited. Uh, I kind of forgot about that. But uh, also, 2022 All Star Game in Cleveland. Oh yeah, they announced that recently. That's gonna be for the uh, cool. the 75th, and Cleveland hosted the 50th as well. Yeah, and so uh, tickets are not available. I looked it up. I, my thought was, if they're available now and cheap, I might buy them. And like, hey, three. 
oh, five years from now, they go to an all-star game, or, hey, they're probably going to be worth more than what I paid for them now, and worse comes worse, I sell them. Yeah. But no, those tickets are sadly not yet available. We'll keep our eye out for them, yeah. though. I can't even think what I'm going to be doing in five years. So, I guess uh, one last thing that we kind of wanted to talk about before we move on to our next topic was uh, the Lakers recently acquired Tyson Chandler. Um, that was I, I love it. We, we, we're I all think, big fans of that. I think. I think it is just what the doctor ordered, and you saw his first game there. Oh. He had about four or five big tip-out rebounds, Yeah, which in a close game, those are huge. Down, Carl he did exactly counts. what they needed him to do, so. rebound and play defense. So have you, have you guys been hearing about the collusion conspiracy theories that – so normally, when you buy out a player like that, you wait until right before the trade deadline to do so. That way, players, that way, other teams can't benefit as much off of them. Yeah. But um, the uh, what is the assistant coach of, of the uh, Phoenix Suns is uh, David Jones. David Jones, long time uh, teammate of LeBron James, who maybe was it David Jones or James Jones. James Jones. Sorry. James Jones. Uh, James Jones, long time teammate of LeBron James, who you know maybe did his buddy Braun a solid. Like, hey. We're getting rid of him. We can do it now if you need him. Is it collusion? I don't think it's Say, collusion. I think they did miss – the Suns did miss out I on I don't using know. Tyson Chandler. James Jones went to eight straight finals with the Braun James. I, I mean, so the Suns lost out on using Tyson Chandler's experience to help grow DeAndre eight. So they could have they could have used him in that sense. But he wasn't doing much. He wasn't getting minutes on the bench. He had so, fallen out of the rotation. I think you can only call it collusion. If you can prove that they wouldn't have dropped him, if they wouldn't have dropped him without LeBron's request, and I don't think there's any proof there, but I do think it feels a little dirty. Doesn't seem clean, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it makes for some good basketball. Yeah. he's getting minutes. Yeah, uh, I was uh, listening to another, a group of ESPN reporters, and they were talking about just if you watch the way Tyson Chandler played in that game, he played like he had a purpose. I, they were thinking, I think he was getting bogged down playing for Phoenix, constantly oh. losing. And now he's on the Lakers, a team with a lot of young promise, with LeBron James in L.A., the big market, all the bright lights. And I think that has almost given him a little bit of a second wind. Yeah. And to, man, now he really wants to get out there. He really wants to play. And I think it's just a perfect fit for the Lakers to steal some minutes. Yeah. Give Javon McGee some rest. Because McGee's playing really, really well. They've been playing a lot. I also think Tyson Chandler's a very underrated center. He was getting a lot overlooked because of how bad the Suns did. And he's, I mean, he's also, he's he's 36. He's 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 getting up there. But you need those, we've talked about this before, you need that veteran leadership. You need a Channing Fry type. I don't. I, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure you need more better leadership on a team with Ross and Rondo and LeBron James. So I think he's more there for his talent. That's yeah. He still has more talent to yeah. give. So that's that's definitely something that you yeah. want for. But that's just something we wanted to talk about. Yeah. I, I think we're all pretty excited about. It. It's good to get him the recognition I think he deserves. Yeah. I, I think. I, I think it's a great pickup. Um, I think we can only expect good things and so to come from it. Yeah. The Lakers are. Uh, since, since starting out 0 and 3, they re, they've gone 6 and 3, uh, raising the record to a perfect 500 of 6 and 6. So, I think we we had talked about them last time in panic or not as well, but we didn't talk about them this time. I'm not um, panicked. I don't think we were panicked last time. And I don't yeah. think we should be panicked this time. And we all knew that it was going to take some time and some adjustments, but I think they're finally starting to come into their own. Uh, what LeBron James has been. 
doing great things, but I'm just, did anybody else seem like he's kind of just doesn't have his foot on the pedal yet? No, yeah, he's, his stats don't look that great. He seems for LeBron. I'm for LeBron. Yeah, his stats don't seem that great. He's he, he's letting other guys take shots at the end of games. Like I think he's kind of coasting. He's he's not. Yeah, I don't think you're. And I wonder him. how much of that is is he's trying to like force his other teammates into big roles so when they get to the end of the season and he steps up that they will be. Or I wonder if he's trying to conserve energy. Or if I wonder. I wonder if he's just enjoying life too much in LA. Like maybe he's just having a lot of fun. Yeah. Which like all when, when he was when he was in Cleveland, he spent so much time and money and just keeping his body perfect. And I, I'm from Northeast Ohio. It's an awesome place, and I loved growing up there. But there's more to do in LA. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. I there is. Would be yeah. guess that. Yeah. There, there, there just is. And so maybe he just doesn't have the time, or like he's probably working on Space Jam too, and any of his <laughs> other action adventures. Like, yeah, maybe he's just having too much fun. Well, hopefully he, uh, no matter what it is, still enjoy it. I'm glad he's still in the league. Glad he's still putting up good numbers. Hopefully he can maybe end of the season rolls around. He might switch things up. He always seems to pull something out of his ass when playoffs come around. Yeah, so seriously. It's a different animal. Uh, but I guess that that's kind of the last thing we want to talk about before we're going into our reoccurring segment uh, worth mentioning, uh, where we go around and we just give a give a couple points of we just want, worth mentioning. We're not going to say a lot about it, but it's. Something that we we found had some value. First thing I wanted to say was that Zach Levine, I think he's got his bounce back. Um, yeah. He had a 360 dunk against the Cavs. He's been just lighting it up in Chicago, and I'm pretty happy about that. Just because he he had a cruise. You, you, you when you have an ACL injury like he had, you always want to see him come back and do well. And I think he's. We were all worried that he might not come back or be the same, or he had such a lot of talent potential, but. I'm glad that he's, he's still got his balance. Now, one thing on that, Timberwolves regretting that Butler trade? Maybe a little. Oh. Maybe a little. Oh. You never know. But they, so they essentially turned Chris Dunn, Laurie Markkinen, and Zach Levine into Dario Sarge and Robert Covington in the second round. What do you think about that one? Essentially, I, you know, but the way Levine's playing right now and how good Markkinen oh, yeah. came oh, yeah. in, it's oh, yeah. hard. Oh, they, 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 think they, lost, of that lineup. they lost the fuck out of that trade. Think, think of the lineup right now. You'd have Towns, Markkinen, Levine, Wiggins, and I guess Derrick Rose. At the very least, you'd be and, Jeff Teague. I uh, mean, you might not have picked up Derrick Rose if you'd Chris Dunn. True. But, true. Uh, but still. Yeah. Uh, worth mentioning. Positive yep. looking roster. So here's a fun worth mentioning. Clay Thompson and Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Brooke Lopez has had made, has made more threes this season uh, this season than Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has more rebounds than Brooke Lopez this season. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's a little different, especially since Clay had his fifty point game. I think it's I think um, it's because Clay started out slower, and now that the Bucks brought in Brooke Lopez because he can shoot the three, and that's how the Bucks are kind of moving to shooting more threes. He's away from the basket more often. For sure, for sure. And I think Clay Thompson, again, is um, one of those players who's just they, – he does he, he, they can afford to have him be the fourth or fifth option. Um, and then when they actually need him, he'll step up and put up 27 points. Yeah, I'm, I feel like the Warriors just go in every morning. All right, game plan. Um, uh, Clay, who's your, who's play, playing it tonight? Clay, it's your night tonight. All right, <laughs> you, you take this one. Durant's scheduled for the 7th, the 12th, <laughs> and the 15th of this month. Curry's got the even, 
numbers. Clay, you're on Tuesdays, okay? Like, <laughs> I feel like it's a schedule with them. Yeah, they're just like, all right, that's fine. Draymond Green is just a constant, all right, I'll just go out and get blocks, boards, and yeah. assists. I, I think Steve Kerr just sends him a monthly schedule. All right, here's when you guys are going off. Yep, I totally believe that. Um, other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Jamal Murray uh, having a 48-point game. That's uh, some really positive signs for yeah. him. You know, I really he good was to see that. On the, the, the they play, playing the Celtics, right? Yeah, they were playing the Celtics. He was they could not <laughs> stop him. He was having, every, he was every night. everything was dropping. Um, yeah, but and then, then obviously Kyrie did his little hissy fit at the end of oh, the game. Oh, such a bad little 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 cop He's out. Had a, I mean, I, I understand there's respect for the game. But the guy's two, two, two points away from 50. He's at home. The oh, crowd yeah. is cheering him on to do it. Also, is there really such a thing as running up the score in professional sports? Like, high school sports? Yeah, sure. But, like, you get paid to be there. Like, you get paid to stop them from scoring. You don't want to... Why didn't you stop him from exactly. scoring? You yeah. were the one guarding him, Kyrie. Yeah. What are you doing? How dare you take that shot at the basket? Yeah. Weak move, man. Oh, that's... that's yeah. Here's kind of a cool one. Um, the highest field goal percentage ever recorded in a 50-40-90 season was Larry Bird at uh, 527, right? Okay. Um, well, right now, Kevin Durant is averaging close to 27 points a game on 557, 40.04 from uh, three-point, and 92.6 from free throw. Oh. Uh, that, that, that is, if he keeps on this pace, that will be the best shooting season, the, the best shooting season of all time, it's just he's an efficient player. He's, he's, he's one of the most. Every, everything's of all time. so fluid. There are a few players in the league. When I look at when they take that shot, I think that is going in every time they take the shot. Three of those players do play for the Warriors, but Durant, everything he does is, is silky smooth. It doesn't matter who's defending him because he's tall enough to get over anybody in this league. And it is, it's just the repetition. Is insane how many times he's hit these shots. It's a feel for he's him. Stupid, he knows yeah. exactly where he is. He's like, oh, I need to shoot it this hard. It's just, it, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it's un, uncanny. Um, and that's 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 my opinion. Why he's the best offensive player in the NBA? Definitely, uh, maybe an MVP candidate. But it's hard. I don't think you could. Uh, if he wasn't on the Warriors, yeah. he would be. But yeah, that's why he's not. But that's uh, worth mentioning. Uh, my last one is. Hassan Whiteside quietly had a 29 point, 20 rebound, and nine block game. One block away from the triple double. Apparently, apparently, there was a questionable possible block in that game that was not given to him. Oh, that he was that he argued for. He was like, "Come on, give me that block, give me that triple double." But yeah, <laughs> that is is Hassan Whiteside back? Is he? Found it? Is he I think put it together it, with his teammates? I think part of it was relationships? He, he, they kept on talking about trading him. And he was, and I think he got sick of it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can still do this. Yeah. But I, that bodes well for the Heat. And once Dion Waiters comes back healthy. Yeah, that's, that's worth it. Gonna, yeah, got a, got a tough out in the playoffs on that team right there. Kelly Olenek's still playing well. You got Josh Richardson coming off the bench, back of point guard. He's oh, playing he's really well. Playing great, super underrated so, player. Uh, well, that uh, brings us to our final segment um, where we compare two players at different eras. Uh, this time we have Kyrie Irving of Boston Celtics and uh, Cleveland Cavaliers against Isaiah Thomas of the Detroit Pistons. So two point guards, two uh, very six, 
two champions, NBA two champions. very different styles of playing basketball. Yes. One's very, very finesse, one's very brute force. Yeah. Yes, but, but they, both, they both have similar ways of scoring. Yes, yeah. but definitely yeah. of their era style players. Yeah. Like, you can tell Isaiah Thomas played, in, again, in the 80s and 90s against Jordan. You can tell that Kyrie's playing in this era where ball handling and shooting and all this finesse is the name of the game. But here's the thing. Do either of you think the other person has the capability to play in the other person's era? So if you switch Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas on when I think play. I think Isaiah Thomas would do better now than Kyrie would do back then. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think he Kyrie doesn't necessarily have the durability. And he, Isaiah Thomas, you could argue, didn't either because he got injured against the Lakers. But they still came out. And yeah. But uh, and Isaiah, I mean – Kyrie missed a lot of last season. He missed some of the season before that. I'm not sure, besides the first couple years in Cleveland, if he's had a full healthy season. I mean, he didn't even have a, have a healthy season in college at Duke. Yeah. So. I don't know. We probably – but best player, or the better player, I should say, would be – what do you guys think? I say Kyrie. Why do you say Kyrie? Kyrie scores a lot more efficiently. Kyrie uh, – and Kyrie – He's just magical with the ball, man. Like, it's just, yeah, I yeah. think we're a little biased on no, that. No, and, and, yeah, and Isaiah Thomas, he's got great handles, and that's why I think the more important argument is that Kyrie scores a much greater efficiency. What was his overall percentage? Isaiah's a better I defender. I don't, I don't have Kyrie's pulled up, but yeah. uh, Isaiah Thomas shoots 29% from the three and 45% from the field. Okay, well, the 45% from the field is pretty good uh, for being Ky- Kyrie, I, my guess Kyrie's got... Seven or eight percent percentage better. Yeah, the yeah, it, 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 it definitely big. was not a big thing back then, uh, like it is today. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas is a better defender, but I also think that comes with the territory of the time that he played in the style player that he was. Right, right. I think if you put that in the it. NBA right now, a he'd foul out in the first half, and b the point guards wouldn't know what to do about it. Kyrie Irving, forty-six point two from the field. 38.9 from three. Yeah. So almost, not, almost a 10% difference in three-point three percentage. And a uh, point and a half in regular field goal. Right. And, right. He shoot a lot, and he's also shooting a lot more threes, which means that that field goal percentage is diluted with harder shots. But they, they're, not, they're, not, there's, uh, they're not having as tough defense on him, I think. Uh, he's not getting bruised No, but, but Kyrie does take some tough shots. Because he does. He, oh, because he he, does. Kyrie, Kyrie, yes, he has the outside shot. He's got that mid-range, but he loves to get into the paint and use the backboard and use go off the glass. Shame God. you got to go through defenders to get to that to get to get that area of the paint, which he likes to, to score in. So he's definitely taking some tough shots when he's getting. I guess look at their size, too. That, that's got to have some, some uh, value in it. What is it, Isaiah Thomas? Six foot? Uh, Kyrie's six, six three. three, three. He's six three, so that's three extra inches um, of size, and he's just like you said, the, the three point, uh, the three makes so much more of a difference nowadays. Uh, Isaiah think. Thomas, Isaiah Thomas also had a lot more assists per game. Yeah, Kyrie. I, I've noticed that Kyrie, even with Cleveland, it's not that he can't pass; it's just that he. Doesn't. Boston has so many good weapons. It's surprising Kyrie's assist numbers are that down. And I know Tatum's kind of a slump right now. Like four or five and Jalen Brown started so, off kind of uh, slow, but uh, Kyrie is five point four or five point five assists per game. 
um, at 22 points per game. Isaiah Thomas is 19.2 points and 9.3 assists. It surprises yeah, me how low Kyrie's assist number is, based just because of how many weapons Boston has. But so we but saw that he still he still give it to Kyrie after that one. Like he's put in a lot of work on this assist. And he's only I, down three points. I didn't. I didn't know the assist numbers were that different. Yeah, I think the assist numbers change. I think. The, I, I think on the merit of the assist, I give it to Isaiah. I, I wanted to give it to Isaiah as well, not because he's won more championships, not because he's he, he hasn't. They both won one. No, Isaiah Thomas won two. won two. Yes, they won two. Yeah. Bad boy. You think back, back, back? He did. Okay. So I mean, and the teams that they played on, um, Isaiah, the Bad Boys were a great uh, team, but they beat out. Some Really tough teams as well. They beat out the Lakers, the Celtics. Um, yeah, but Kyrie Irving beat oh, yeah. the best. The Kyrie Irving championship came from being the Arguably best the best team of all team, time. Yeah. Right. So is that one time. better than the, than his two? Just if we're just looking at championships, not them as players, just yes. for this little. I, I consider the Cavs championship to be more impressive than the two Detroit Pistons in the nineties. Did the Pistons have to go through Jordan Bulls though? Uh, yeah, pre Pippen Jordan Bulls. No, they had a Pippen Bulls. No, yeah, they won. No, as soon as Pippen got added to the team, they lost because Jordan Rules no longer worked. No, no, I I keep. uh, Once they had put him. Because there was a game where. um, Shoot, who was it? You might be right on this one. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure they had Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen was ineffectual. The the last Pistons uh, bad boys was in 1990. He was 89 and 90, and then. I'm pretty sure Scotty Pippen was drafted in 88, 87, no, 89. They won their championships in 89 and 90. Yeah. Is when the Pistons won their championships. Scotty Pippen drafted in the Bulls. Yeah. Okay. So I was right. So he definitely was on. So they beat him with. They didn't beat him with. Um, I think Dennis. it's funny that Dennis, Dennis Robin won too with the, with the Pistons and then he went and. Uh, to the, yeah, he go to the Spurs first, or did he go to the Bulls? Bulls, Bulls for you know. So, and then he went to the Bulls one. So that's kind of fun. But I, yeah, I have a, a tough time giving Kyrie better over the two because he had to go through the Bulls, Celtics, and the Lakers. That's tough, man. Those all just that lineup of those teams. Yeah, the Warriors yeah, are a better team to, than I, any one of those. I, I, I was thinking just the Bulls, but. Yeah, because they, they did go through Larry. And, and they yeah. went back-to-back, so I, yeah. I think I still give it to uh, Isaiah Thomas. On yeah, I think one. Isaiah Thomas is just all-around yeah, better player. Is. Which, but, but, but boys, Kyrie need to watch. He's just, he's yeah, just so fun. <laughs> They're both fun to watch in different ways. Kyrie, obviously, with his handles and his shots. Isaiah Thomas, because you really don't know what was going to happen. You didn't know if like, it was about to turn into a hockey Oh, hockey man. match, and there's going to be a fight on the floor. And, and yeah. that, but that was watching the bad boy distance in the nineties. Then the one game where it was before they had won a championship, when they lost to the Lakers in the finals, uh, when Isaiah Thomas got his ankle hurt, and he came, he came still, back in anyways. He still played, and I think he dropped like thirty something points. Yeah. Oh my god, I think it was game six. <laughs> yeah. Of, and, uh, or game five of the NBA Finals back in '88, maybe '87. They did back-to-back ships, and then the uh, then they walked. Then they did the walkout the year oh, after. Oh yeah, yeah, true bad boy fashion. They so, walked out. I think we're uh, all in agreement on Isaiah Thomas. Yep, I think it's Isaiah Thomas. Well, all right, all in agreement. Well, this has been another episode of uh, Just a Tip Off. We want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.